Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Bez Hashem BPM number 40. That's bias Pnimi for men, share number 40. We mentioned several times, and it's Kadai to reiterate again, that to get married, and the reason why people get married, they may say it's to build a family, they may say it's to have children, and that could be very true. But the panemius of it is, is that marriage is an end in and of itself. Therefore, it's a, it's a chiv, and it's an obligation, and it's a need, whether you're capable of having children or not, whether you're too old to have children or not. It's in, inherently, inherently a mitzvah to be married. It's There's a unique oneness that is there, that is like no other relationship. Like Raya Levine, it's well known. His wife injured her foot. They visited the doctor together. And he says, Doctor, my, my wife's foot is hurting us. It wasn't a slip of the tongue. It wasn't being dramatic. He genuinely became one with his wife. Her pain was his pain. Now you're going to say we're not on that madrega. It is true we're not on that madrega. But nevertheless, you and your wife are capable of achieving a great degree of oneness as a one. You see, the Kruvim, which represents a husband and wife, were made from one mixture, from one piece of gold that was honed to that image. And it wasn't like two separate pieces molded together. So to a husband and wife. They are inherently one. And part of marriage, the tachlis of it, is to experience that oneness. To bring that tzalameli kim out as best as one can. And that's something very important to remember. Also need to remember the importance of physical intimacy in a marriage. But not like the secular world. The secular world very often, they marry thinking that's the goal, the pleasure of physical intimacy. They're not going to admit it. They think, okay, it's because to have children, build a family. But part of them wanting to marry is to be able to have that pleasure of physical intimacy. Now, it's okay to look forward to it. It's even healthy to look forward to it. But it's never an end in and of itself. It's a glue that solidifies the bond between a husband and wife. They need that glue. It's necessary. And it could be very beautiful. But it's not an end in and of itself. Once it becomes that, things deteriorate. But the idea being, though, is that it is a healthy part of marriage. What's fascinating is, is that outside professionals, many of them, once they observed and heard how Orthodox couples, Orthodox Jewish couples conduct themselves halachically, they admit that this is the greatest formula to have a strong marriage. When you prescribe times, in this case, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself prescribed the times where they cannot have physical contact, which creates a certain separation and at the same time creates a certain cheshik and desire to be with one another so then when they, when, when they are finally together 
it is a tremendously beautiful thing. And it keeps the marriage very vibrant. It keeps the marriage very healthy and sustaining. It is very, very important. So that is also an important thing to take the idea of physical intimacy and use it the right way. The Torah does not want you to deny yourself as a couple. It wants you to enjoy that. But of course, in the framework of building a Bayes Nam within the framework of bringing the Shechina into the home, and within the framework of giving to one another, to do constant giving of one another, and that is the, the beauty of marriage. One of the we talked about various needs of both men and women, and we're going to continue to elaborate on it. But one of the things that a woman, a wife truly needs is love. And a love here means specifically attention, or in Hebrew it's called sima slave. When a woman feels that her husband really cares about her, she's the happiest person in the world. If she does not have that feeling, then whatever he gives her won't be enough. And this idea, for example, you know, you come home, your wife is crying. Why are you crying? Because in the morning I told you to take out the garbage and you didn't take out the garbage. And she's crying bitterly. You'll look at this, you'll get annoyed, or you're saying it's overreaction. But if you think deeply into it, the garbage is not what's bothering her. The fact that the garbage wasn't taken out. That's not what it, what's it. The panemius of it, what's hurting is she senses you don't really care for me and you don't really love me. That's what's behind it. It's not the, whether the garbage went out or didn't go out. It's that you don't care for me. And so this idea of caring for your wife, valuing her, fulfilling her needs, this is something she sorely needs. And when, for example, she buys dresses, a Tyridic observant woman stands in front of the mirror thinking, is my husband going to like me in this dress? not other, you know, other women or so on and so forth. She wants his attention. She needs his attention. That's why it's a mistake if he, she does ask that question. You know, she brought home a few dresses to try on and going to return others. What do you think about this one? What do you think about that one? And the answer doesn't matter to me. Buy any one you want or you tell her, even do me a favor, buy the cheaper dress. You're killing the whole thing. It's not, it, it, it's, it's a big mistake if you take that attitude. He doesn't understand that she does want his input. She has a need to find favor in his eyes. And the way he can please her most is if he shows a real interest in what type of dress she buys. It's a very important thing. Or whatever else she is telling you and asking your opinion about of what is nice or not nice and so on and so forth. She needs that input, and it's very important to her. And one needs to provide it. Another yesaid that we talked about that's something to always remember is very often a couple will come, either the husband or wife together or alone, saying, my shalom bias is in shambles. Um, and... They're, 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 they believe it's terrible, but when they look into it, it's really not terrible. 
They just have to work on various things, then things could improve. But some of it is, and listen carefully, this is very, very important. Some of it is, is because one has the notion that once you're married and you're supposed to love your wife or love your husband, that love is supposed to be in the heart as a strong feeling 24-7. And if that's not happening, and if stress comes along the way, and if there's days or even weeks or sometimes even months where that feeling is not internally strong, you think, "Uh uh-oh, there's something very wrong with this marriage. In reality, there's nothing really wrong with this marriage. It's just that by nature, there's a drifting apart that they need to reconnect. And also, what's even more important is the chinechs yisayid and the mesilis yisharms yisayid that tells us that the heart follows the actions. In other words, your outward acts affect your inner thoughts and your inner feelings. The fact that you don't have that feeling does not mean you don't truly love your wife. You love her tremendously. But you won't always feel it in your heart. Hashem made it that way. There's ups and downs with emotions. You won't always feel it in your heart. But what do you do? You act that way. It's a famous story of a, of a, of a, of a, of a Rebbe, uh, this more modern uh, girl, she may have not even been from, I don't remember the story exactly, went to this rabbi for advice. How do I, I'm a miserable person. How to be, how, uh, and I'm selfish and I'm self-absorbed. How do, how do I become a nicer person? And this rabbi says, what do you do as a living? She says she's a waitress, meaning she waits tables at a restaurant. So the, so the rabbi said, so when you wait going forward, you serve them with a smile. You ask them what they need. You say some warm comments to them and so on and so forth. And she was very disappointed with that answer. Seemed very, very um, plain and uh, you know obvious. She thought she would get some deep concept here. But the rabbi tried to explain to her, just try it and then come back to me. And for a month straight, she tried this. She smiled, she offered extra help, treated her customers with extra care and with a special warmth and being nice. And then she realized, she went back to the rabbi a few weeks later, says, you know something, it did have an effect on me. I became indeed a nicer person. Therefore, when you want to become a more loving husband, don't wait for the feeling to come in to make yourself be that loving husband. You act lovingly. Whatever you feel inside or don't feel inside, you act lovingly, you become a loving husband. No matter how you feel. You call her up. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Take an interest in her household. Take an interest in what she's doing. Take an interest in what she's wearing and, and compliment her for it. She puts on a new tablecloth or a new type of dish that she's making for dinner. You're warm about it. You're affectionate about it. It doesn't make a difference how much you feel it. This is not called being fake. It is real. It is real. Hashem made it that way where you're not always going to feel those strong emotions. Then when you put in the effort, Hashem gives you the matana and it comes back. But you do love, just like when you go to shul, you love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But sometimes you go to shul with a cheshek, sometimes less so. But it's very, very important to externally 
because your mind says it's the right thing to do, those are the true acts of love. Even and not only that, when you're doing it, when you don't feel it so much inside, it's a greater act of love. It shows a much deeper commitment. That is indeed the real thing. I'm going to repeat again what the Chazaynish said in one of his letters that we talked about in the Kuntras of Yadat and others, that a seriousness, like this base medrash type seriousness, is, is not supposed to be in a home. Can't come all home with a long face or sulk, even if he's serious about things, or an L time to have a tiniest dibber and to really be somber. That's not the way it's supposed to be. There needs to be a callus. There needs to be a certain lightness. There needs, there needs to be a certain easygoingness in the relationship. Of course you respect each other, but with an easygoingness, with a kindness, with a lightness of heart, with a certain sense of humor as well. One also, as a man, needs to realize, as a husband, many of us men look down at women. We may not say it, but we do. We feel that they're a down, a lot of times people make fun of women, men make fun of women, thinking that they're because they're physically weaker, that they're mentally weaker, and it's the furthest thing from the truth. Hashem gave them a certain emotion, sensitivity, that is true, but they have a special Bini Yaseira, and we need to take advantage of that Bini Yaseira. They have a sixth sense about many things, and we need to do our best to tag, tag in and listen to her advice. You see, even by Avram, it says, Shema B'Kaila, listen to Sarah's advice. Very often, they steer us in the right direction. Very often, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu talking through our wives to tell us what we need to do. This is another thing that's very important to understand. And part of what the bracha of Ezer Kenegdai is, and the challenge of Ezer Kenegdai is, which means that when your wife sometimes, many, many, many times, tells you something you don't like to hear, she may have not said it in the perfect way. But it's really what's happening here is it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu talking to you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is talking to you through your wife. And it's sometimes unpleasant. She's calling you out on things. She's calling out on behaviors that you could behave better. And, and it's very hard not to become defensive. It's very hard to, to accept it. And the truth be told, if you think it through, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's talking through your wife. So many stories I've heard. People have told me. There was one particular story that someone told me recently. Again, his wife was distant from him in many ways, and, and they had some problems. And he tried, he tried the best he could, but he davened, and he, and, he, and he prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help. And he didn't push his wife. And on her own, she turned towards him. Now I'm not saying, of course, there's other methods, there's ways that we have to work things together, but sometimes this indeed works a lot. You daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You have famous stories with many, many G'dayli Yisrael where a person was very nasty to them, they couldn't figure out why, and then they thought about what things that had to be masakin and tshuva, and all of a sudden the, the, the person became more pleasant to them. Very often a wife is a barometer to the way we are holding, and she doesn't even realize it. And this happens a lot. It's a deeper concept, but it does happen a lot. 
where when we become better, when we refine our characters, when we turn to HaKadosh Baruch more, we try to keep mitzvahs more, do mice and taiva more, work on amidas more, and then out of the blue, you will see very often these problems that you had from your wife, a lot of them go away. And they become, when something they were till now opposing you with, now they're helping you with it. The connect, they became an azer. And where did that come from? It came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So of course, I'll be teva. One needs to work on developing the relationship with your wife, talking to her with respect and listening and having that back and forth. Um, healthy dialogue between the two of you. But the idea being is tefillah helps tremendously. Trusting HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps tremendously. So we talked about various topics here. About a husband and the challenges of being a husband and the gift of being a husband. But the key really is, is from this point on, from this day on, you look at your wife from a different perspective. You look at her as an neshama that was sent down here by HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. We once said not too long ago to look at your wife as if God stamped on her forehead, handle her with care. And we can do this when we sense that you, you, your wife in front of you is a soul that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created and put within her. And Hashem is telling you to take care of that soul. That helps a lot in arousing compassion and mercy on your wife and on your whole mishpacha. Brach and